Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, my little cockle sheds. Welcome to the Copcast. I reckon you know the routine by now. I have a little bit of a chat. I have a little bit of a laugh. I have a little bit of a story. And then, of course, at the end, you can listen to my gorgeous song. Download it. Put it on your computers. Put it on your phone watches. Put it on your dog eyes. Do whatever you got to do, but you can do it and you can listen to it home. And after this, you're going to feel like the golden goose. You will. Now, I'm sat here with Milky. We treat ourselves to a little Costa coffee and a little lump of cake this morning. We watched that David Attenborough TV show last night. Oh my God, I couldn't sleep a wink after that. I was expecting a seal to do a roly-poly. Not Bleeding Apocalypto, the documentary. I was bleeding terrified all night. I couldn't sleep a wink. The world's bleeding ended. We need to do something. I gave 20 quid to Greenpeace this morning. I ain't messing around no more. These times are serious. Poor old little koala bear out there in the ice cap trying to stay alive on a piece of ice. Are you kidding me? Whilst we're sat here eating McDonald's and a curry sauce, throwing the little plastic bit in the drain. A little fish eats that, comes out its bum and it dies. That ain't right. Anyway, so I reckon that woman in Costa's a bit sweet on you, Milky. She gave him a free macaroon. Can you believe that? She couldn't even muster a smile for me. Most of the time she looks like she's taking a sip out of a colostomy bag by mistake. She's miserable as hell. Today's guest was the toast of the British theatre scene before becoming a cult figure after starring as Claire, the sister of Fleabag in Phoebe Waller-Bridge's incredible TV show. Now she's in the best telly going, from quiz to Vanity Fair to her new one, Two Weeks to Live. Please welcome to the show the beautiful BAFTA winning Sean Clifford. <laughs> yeah, go on, give yourself a round of applause. I'll clap myself as well. You didn't have a BAFTA last time we met, did you? Did not. Did not have a BAFTA. I don't actually have it yet. Are you kidding? No. Nah. Why not? In the post. They're, they're closed, so. We don't get them till they reopen and send them to us. Oh, that's annoying, that is. Shall I get I you one from Argos? Yes, please. I'll get you a nice little Elizabeth Duke one from Argos. Oh, oh, lovely. I don't think then me. I get to pick the colour. Of course you do. What would you go for? Onyx. Let's go, let's go purple. Purple BAFTA like the Joker. <laughs> Gorgeous. <laughs> How was it, though? Was it nice getting your award? Because the problem was you couldn't go there, could you, in your real life? You had to no. go over Zoom. I had to do it over Zoom, uh, like we do everything now. I think Zoom is an alternate reality. Yeah, it ain't nice, is it? I it's been waiting me, for us. I just look at myself. <laughs> That's the problem. Whenever I'm in a Zoom, I just look at my own face for hours. I could stare at it. I think, God, look at that bloody hell. <laughs> it looks like a pile of meat that someone's put under a toaster. It's disgusting. I was... <laughs> it's horrible. I can't deal with it. It's doing me self-confidence no good. I need to find a way where you can like minimise your video, but you can see everyone else's. But you look bloody gorgeous. Look at you. Oh, you need to stop. She's getting more gorgeous and more younger every (laughs) bleeding minute. But tell us about the little BAFTA night. What happened? Do you have some crisps and dips or something? Do you get a takeout? I got, uh, yeah, I got some vegan vegan burgers and chips with my friend Phoebe. Oh, yeah. Um, Would that be the Phoebe? 
the Phoebe, yeah. She's the new Phoebe. For, formerly Phoebe from Friends and now it's Phoebe Waller-Bridge. <laughs> yeah, no, it was lovely. It was just the two of us and uh, it was mad really because, yeah, but for the actual moment of it, I was completely on my own because Phoebe and I couldn't be in the same room because of feedback on the computers. She gives off a signal, does she? She gives off. She does from from creative space because she's tunneling so much genius. So uh, yeah, so I had to stay away from her. And uh, we we uh, broke into our friend's house down the road. He was on holiday um, about five seconds before it started, and so I uh, I was down there in his garden, and she was in hers. And yeah, I was having to like hold my laptop, which is why when I win. The whole thing is going up and down because I couldn't hold it. <laughs> but it was it was um, it a bit weird? Did you practice your face? No. So they did like they'd pre-recorded everyone except the performance awards. So those were live. Right. So okay. that's real, real shock and horror. Do you know what's really weird? Jamie Dimitriou, fellow BAFTA winner. Oh yeah. Has just texted me. <laughs> oh my god, it's sickening. See if he wants to be on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie actually well we 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 were phoning him we were in cahoots that whole day it was all a bit of a yeah mm, bit of a mess you, with your BAFTA winning community <laughs> all sitting there scratching each other's bleeding backs what are you doing with your BAFTA today Sean? what are you up to with your BAFTA well I'm taking mine down to the playground put it in the swing give it a little shove around what are you doing with yours oh we're off to Audi gonna get some vegan pizza <laughs> This is pretty left field, this podcast. It's you just sitting there. She's trying to text Jamie Dimitri, seeing what bleeding he's done with his bleeding BAFTA. If he's got his before mine. Oh, I'll be furious with you. We'll start a campaign. Furious. It's unreasonable. Who else won it on the day? Are you, have you got a little BAFTA WhatsApp group? No. <laughs> that would be, be really fun. I tell you what, the best bit was when... Um, oh, he was in it, like wasn't he? The... He, was, he was in it, wasn't he? Of course, yeah. I forget. Yeah, go on. Yeah, he was bus rodent, as he is fondly known on IMDb. But like the um, at the at the beginning, everyone, every nominee was on Zoom. Oh, weird. and so the gallery, so you got the whole thing, and you could see everyone. I mean, it was just bananas. Who was? Was on you there. having a good old eyeball at what everyone was? Their houses was like. Well, they were tiny because there were so many people. Yeah, you wanted to But I absolutely took a photo of that. Actually, do you know what? It was quite nice because normally those ceremonies um, take up the whole day and they, they didn't really. We just nipped in and out. So <laughs> we That's got to nice. just uh, hang out with each other and say goodbye to our show. Oh, gorgeous. Well, it's, it's not dead though, is it? It seems to have a life going on forever. Well, there seems to be a new story every day that we're doing a third season, but I'm sorry to burst that bubble. It's oh well, it's game over. I think we could do like a science fiction version set in the future. You with I'll a laser. Write it. Do you know what I mean? I'll get on it. I'll have a word with Russell T. He's been on. I'll have a little chat with Russell T. Oh, oh, sure. Love, yeah, you've got your BAFTAs network. I've got my Smash It Awards network. And I'll have a chat with them. Now, before you went and got all big on the on the on the little screen, or the big screen, actually, now, I'm sure. You was ever so popular in the old theatre world, weren't you? Well, it's nice of you to say that. I was I was doing okay, but there were there were definite, like, um, periods of, of quiet, quiet time, <laughs> rest time. What did you do in the periods of quiet time? How do they survive actors when they ain't got no money coming in from a show? Do you go well, on the dole? 
you have other jobs. So I, yeah, I tempt for a long time. Yeah, yeah, in a, in a hospital in London is where I attempt. <laughs> Not as a doctor. Um, well, one would hope, if you ain't qualified. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing the anaesthetics. I'd nip in with a bottle of cowpole, shove it in a vein, hope for the best. If they made it out, I'd be like, just as they disappeared, I'd say, I'm on TV on Wednesday. Come and see me theatre show on Wednesday. Sending them subliminal messages. Do you ever go back, nip in? So right, you lot, it's me. No. no I didn't I didn't have the time of my life there, I'll be honest. So You'd uh, want to be aspirations for the theatre. Well, yeah. Well, not even that, because you was in the theatre. You had aspirations for the TV. Or did you? I, I just had aspirations to work. It's also really challenging to show up to auditions and things in your full power when you're um, doing something that feels soul-destroying. You know, it's quite, it's hard. It's hard yeah. because Milky is often down that Trafalgar School. I don't, do you recognise him? Look at, this, look at the camera. You, have you ever seen that predator on Tottenham Court Road? <laughs> That's Milky. He's done ever such a good... <laughs> he did a good job with a team. He's doing a predator face for Sean so she can see it. But he and half make a lot of money there, but someone threw a two-pound coin at his eye the other day. Uh, but he's doing that, and sometimes he gets ever so distracted. I'm like, Milky, you ain't Predator now. Put the laser beam down. Work on the music. But he's fiddling away back there thinking he's Predator. It's hard to separate your mind, isn't it? Because you've got to focus when you're an actor. It's what you want to do. If you're a writer, you've got to do the same thing. And for a lot of people, it's difficult to, to maintain the income to do one job, and that's, that's tricky, isn't it? It's uh, it's finding a balance. Yeah, it's really, it's difficult, but not to drag everyone down. But yeah, it's hard. Okay, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> we talk about how hard life is and it doesn't get better. It doesn't no, get it does. any better. It no, does it get bleeding better because you get a bleeding BAFTA. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes you do. But 98% <laughs> of the time you don't. And you die lonely without having fulfilled your true potential in your career. This is a gorgeous podcast. <laughs> Shut <laughs> So was acting, was acting always on the cards, something you always wanted to do? You used to do a little bit of the old um, acting clubs, didn't you, when you was growing up? Yeah, when I was little, I loved, I I did it from when I was like six years old. And I did have a moment when I, um, I was a bit spooked. The first show I did, I did The Wizard of Oz and I played a munchkin. And that was my first, my first role. No, I think I just, I just sang the, the song, We Welcome You to Munchkinland. Tra la 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 tra la 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 la. That just cost me four we quit. Cheers, Sha. Yeah, cut that out. But um, yeah, so I was in that, and then I got a bit of stage fright because I was only I was only small. So I went back to see the next show because my sister was in it, and they did the Little Mermaid, and I was watching it, and I've only acknowledged this since I became an adult but there was a moment when I was watching the show that I felt this kind of knowing that I was meant to be on the stage and not in the audience and I was like oh that's what I'm supposed to do and then it wasn't till I was much older that I remembered that that had happened but yeah it was from when I was that young and your sister she she left act she didn't carry on to her acting career did she she's an art dealer isn't she now or something yeah and a gallerist gallerist what does she make of all of this is she Selling you a bit of art these days? Only if I pay for it. <laughs> do people think in real life that you're Claire from Fleabag? I do think sometimes people think I'm going to be like her. Like they think I'm going to be scary. <laughs> but you're, you're not being scary. You're so gorgeous and lovely. 
depends on my mood, Diane, you know. But you just do a little bit of meditating, didn't you, to get around it? Because I do that too now. Do you? Oh, yeah. I got well into my meditation in lockdown. At one point, I was levitating. How far off the ground? About 15 metres. I was like David I mean, Blaine. that is... That's I got hooked on a, I got hooked on a helicopter. <laughs> it's ever so worrying. I woke up, I was on the Isle of Wight. I thought, oh, my God. One minute ago, I've got my eyes closed on me two-seater sofa. <laughs> Next thing, I'm bleeding in the Isle of Wight. <laughs> no, but the reason I ask is because you, you set up your website, didn't you, a little while ago? And I said this to you when you was on our chat show in Soho Theatre. I said, what about this pod, this um, website? You said, oh, I haven't done it yet, I haven't finished it. Have you got any further with it? What was it called again? Well, I have. it's a business. It's called Still Space. And there are lots of strands to it. And I haven't found the time yet to apply myself to it properly but there's lots of lovely um opportunities around it that I do want to pursue but it's been really difficult because um there's been a lot of other work that I've had to tend to uh, so yeah, like being a bleeding famous celebrity or what <laughs> <laughs> sort of the bleeding lot. meditation but do you do, do it a lot now do you still do your meditation oh yeah every day yeah it's you part do. of my it's just part of my life now do, so do you do it with music or just sound I, like nothing? I mix it up it's completely intuitively led which is kind of like the whole ethos behind still space which is that it's very individual focus but as part of the collective whole so it's about yeah. connecting to yourself more deeply but others as well um and so I wanted to have the focus on people really really tuning into their intuition so some days I'll want to listen to music sometimes sometimes it's nice to do a guided one mm. where you just put yourself in another person's hands and yeah. they lead you and sometimes it's nice to just be in your own space and that can be really uncomfortable but I think it's important to sit with that discomfort there's oh, a lot yeah, of growth in that but I really believe in it you know because in lockdown I was ever so worried I was panicked mm. I couldn't go nowhere the only thing I could do was meditate and get myself all chilled out. That's why I've done a whole selection of those guided meditations on my YouTube channel. They're called Namastasia. I'm not lying. They're on there and you can ever so relax with them. They Ooh, talk you through I'm going to check that out. You should because it will calm you right down. They're ever so good. and They've been quite popular, I have to say it. So I might be a guru. Have you thought about um, leading any meditations yourself, Diane? Yeah. Do you want to do one quick? Oh, sure. Why not? Okay. You're right. gonna go. You're gonna lead me. You're gonna guide me. I'll guide you and I'm the a, listeners. I'm a bit worried about Milky's trap win, but we'll go through it and give it a go. <laughs> That's it, Milky's down like that. <laughs> All right, you lot. Okay, everybody. This is a beautiful podcast. You can do this. Hello. Today, we're going to do a guided meditation on the chatting with Jolly Copper. With me, Diane Chorley, your spiritual guru. I want you to do. Close your eyes now. Good. I take a nice deep breath in. Not a breath. Do a breath. Do a nice deep <laughs> breath in. <laughs> Let's see ya. Don't giggle. And then out. In. Out. Milky, can you do that in the other direction, please? Thinks the marmite. In again. <laughs> Out. Now I want you to imagine you're walking in a nice big field and it's ever so nice. The grass is big 
and his scream is blown in the wind. Then all of a sudden, from the side, you can hear someone coming towards you. And there's ever such a nice spirit coming off it. You're thinking, who's that? You open your eyes, it's Pam St. Clement. She ain't dressed as Pat, she's just in the joggers. She's got a bag of, she's got a, a bag in her hand from Spa. <laughs> she takes out a big old four litre bottle of Lucas Aid and slugs down on it, big as you can imagine. Takes the old bottle down. Then she gives off such a big burp. It blows your way into a different universe. You're floating through space and it's ever so gorgeous up there. Then a little penny sweet flies by. You take a little pick and you eat it. It feels magical. Then you realise you're ever so relaxed. And then you open your eyes. That was gorgeous, wasn't it? Oh my God. I loved it. Beautiful. I actually really enjoyed the bit about the sweet, the penny sweet. Like a penny sweet. Oh my goodness. I love sweets. Do you ever get them buzz bags from the newsagents? What's a buzz bag? 39p each, four for a pound. They got these little watermelon wedges. Oh my God, I could eat them till I'm dead. They make your bones bigger though. (laughs) They do. Where do you read that? They're full of gelatin. You can Uh, eat them. They're full of gelatin. No, bad news. I can't. I know that's my um, my favourite ones with those fizzy cherry drop ones. Oh, I like them. Yeah, the jelly one, the jelly ones, and I can't eat them now. What's your treats when you go cinema? What's your treat? Well, I have popcorn. Oh yeah, that with sweet bit of both. Oh, a mix every time. Oh yeah, every time, and they've got to do it properly. You know, they can't just do half and half. I bet they're thinking. This bloody cow, I feel you back. She's the queen. <laughs> spoon, shake, spoon, shake. All right, chill out, girl. I'm very um, demanding about my popcorn. What about what a else? nice drink? I don't know. Tango blast, ice blast. Uh, no, it's water. I basically only drink water. Oh, my. That's no, really boring. Yeah, you don't You don't enjoy the old uh, sugar-ridden drinks, do you? Not like me. I don't. Or not like Pam. I do plenty. love a bit of coconut water. Oh, me too. Full of iron. Very hydrating. Very hydrating and delicious. My delicious. Ad. Oh, here's a here's a little tipple recommend. Oh, go on. And you can throw some alcohol in if you desire. I don't drink, but if you do, I'm sure there'll be something that would go deliciously with this. I'll give them a suggestion. So About ninety nine percent of my listeners do drink a lot, so I would say this will be good for them to add a little option. <laughs> but basically, I call it. A raspberry muddle, and it's coconut water, and then you put raspberries in it, and you smash them up, and it is so delicious. That sounds I could, Yeah. So I I'd don't know. A, you tell me what spirit would be nice in there. Bit of white rum. Okay. Do you know what, Sean? What I'd also do, I'd cut up a little bit of fresh mint and put that in there. Mm. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Now, you was in that show quiz. I watched that and I was ever so loving it. I enjoyed Thank it a lot. Much. You was ever so good in that. I enjoyed it a lot. And do you know what I've noticed about you? You play characters or you're always in shows that are a bit, I don't know, the, the, the people you pick or choose to portray, they're always quite interesting. Like her, for example, she was like a, mm. you made her inside her such an interesting character and she was kind of not someone you, did you meet her? Yeah. You did? Interesting. I did. What did you, you make yeah. of her? Um, it was very brief, like yeah. probably less than three minutes, honestly. Um, they came to set on the last day of filming and um, she was unbelievably sweet incredibly quiet incredibly shy which to be honest was what I'd intuitively gone for just mm. from watching a tiny bit of uh footage of them but not from the Martin Bashir documentary but another documentary that uh Fiona Bruce documentary that was about a year after their conviction and it's just like the family at home and I would often like watch it and just like turn the sound off and just watch her because mm. I knew that how she'd been portrayed in the press I knew couldn't possibly be accurate because they just needed a nice angle to create yeah. a great story that would sell and she was really villainized by the press and I just I could tell that they were this they're sort of extraordinarily ordinary as people mm. and they were thrust into this experience and so ill-prepared for it as as you would be if you have no concept of sort of the showbiz world. And yeah, my intuitively, I just knew she was incredibly sweet. There was something really sweet about her. And that's absolutely that. Is, she radiated it when I met mm. her. So that and was. Do you, a, and do you think, I mean, it seems like a horrible question to ask because, but in the show, they didn't really let on whether they was, you think they did it or not. And you don't have to give me an opinion because I don't know. It might muddy the experience you have in Plader. But do you think they, was, they did it? Here's my opinion on that, is that it doesn't matter. Because, because of the nature of what it was, mm. I, think, I think it's much more important to ask the question whether or not they should have a criminal conviction, which has completely sort of decimated yeah. their lives. And uh, they're going for an appeal now. Um, again, to try and get that overturned. Because it's entertainment, um, isn't it? And they was part of an entertainment megalith, which yeah. is the responsibility of the company in some ways, isn't it? To like, 
yeah. to make sure that's a, and that came across well in the in the show I loved it I thought it was so good well we wanted to really humanize them mm. um because they were just these caricatures um and like when I first read the script I knew their faces so well and as far as I was concerned it was an open and shut case they absolutely did it and then you know you do not have to dig very deep mm. to realize how many holes there are in that um in the, the like in the evidence and in in everything else so i don't i don't think yeah i don't think it's important i don't i don't think you can prove beyond reasonable doubt that he didn't know the answer to those questions mm. so it's interesting because you as a an actor you really pull out and i think you did that with claire you really pull out the humanity in people which is gorgeous and actually talking to you and know it like the couple of times we met you're very deep centered human being and i think that's an important thing and here when you do the research that's something you do often when you're doing a character do you do you ever kind of go really deep into the idea of what makes them tick kind of thing you know for me acting is all about a feeling and i know it's different for every actor but for me it's about i have to feel them to have to that's the only way i can really embody them is when they're in in me Mm. and so that's why when you play a character where you feel miscast it's because it just doesn't sit right in your body and so um and that's not to say that I don't have to stretch myself to get into those places um but yeah I really it depends it's it's completely down to each um each character so I approach it differently depending on on who it is but it's it's I I basically won't stop working in terms of preparation until I've had that click moment mm. and then I know who they are and then I'll play around in that sort of musculature for a while until I know it so like Claire is so familiar to me I know that for the rest of my life if Phoebe was like turn it on now I could do it because yeah. she's she's in me she's of me and Diana because that was a character I had to get to know that was I got there in the end but you know that was that came through the process of of filming and um I think that's to do with good, good character writing as well like the way characters are written in oh, the script yeah. as well yeah mm. definitely yeah I think um you know that that can make it very very easy for you as an actor so for me with Fleabag Phoebe and I have this I mean it's not an argument but like we're constantly sort of giving each other credit um because to me Claire is all her she wrote that character it was so clear it jumped off the page it was so obvious to me how you play that but then mm. she said but it's obvious to you because of how it, it speak it spoke to me and because she just writes for my soul like she just mm. gets me so much so it's um you know and we're working on other things and I and the stuff that she's developing for me is just you know I'm like reverberating already with excitement because I can feel it and um but yeah if the writing's good it just makes it so much easier well, it's whereas like otherwise muse, you have to it? it's having a muse on both sides isn't it because for the writer oh. they know they can get the best out of you and you know you can have complete faith in her to develop something 
like gorgeous that will challenge you and enrich you. I think it's ever so fascinating if you ask me, you know, Sean, I love it. Mm. I love it. And all that. I love it too. Go- I've got a little goose pimple leg talking like that. Did you? It. Yeah, I did. I enjoy all that stuff. It's ever so interesting like in the actual studio or something. Do you know what I mean? People all love <sighs> that listening to that and I enjoy it. I think it's ever so good. <laughs> <laughs> well, the new one that you've done was, of course, my gorgeous Moan that I love. <gasps> Any beautiful? I love that boy so much. I'm telling you, I, we had some very, very early starts on that show. We're talking about Two Weeks to Live. Of course, a lovely show on Sky. You've got to see it. It's gorgeous. It is on Sky and now TV. <laughs> and Moan is just, it would be five o'clock in the morning in the freezing cold in the woods and the mud. And he'd be reminding everyone to look at the sunrise. Oh, it was gorgeous. amazing. But he's and him, and he's beautiful person. I adore that. Yeah. And then Taheen, who plays his brother in it, similarly was just this radiant, joyful being. And the two of them in the mornings, I mean, it was just absolute heaven sharp to work every day. Oh, gorgeous. I yeah. love hearing that. Taheen comes... would be singing and Moan would be pointing at the sunrise. It does come across <laughs> on amazing. screen, though. It's ever so beautiful. I love that. Oh, thank you. So what next then for you then? Because obviously we know you're going to be a bleeding megastar. Surely you're going to be in some films or something soon. Do you know what I mean? I keep expecting you to jump out in a leotard in some kind of Marvel thing. I think you'd be ever so good in that. Oh, oh yeah. Well, I've, I've got a personal trainer now, so... <laughs> oh, haven't we all? But mine's called Len and he's an ex-bodyguard. Oh! No, I mean, I'd love, to, I'd love to do something like that, but um... is it your thing? I'm always fascinated by act, the 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 roles people choose because you've obviously got a little pick now of all your roles. And I was looking at your IMDb, and the next role you're playing is like a a police officer. Is it a police a detective or something in a, in a, something called the Duke? Yeah, so that's just premiered at the Venice Film Festival, and it's starring Jim Broadbent, Helen Mirren. I've got a, a very small but like gorgeous cameo in that, and. Um, yeah, that was directed by Roger Michelle, who I'd actually worked with before in the theatre. So, um, wonderful director. Exactly. So, he... Um, or not. <laughs> that's about to... I don't know when that's coming out, because it will it will premiere at the London Film Festival. Its UK premiere will be, will be here. And then I don't know if they're going to... I'm sure they, you'll be able to stream it as well. Um, what would be the dream character, you know? Because I feel like it's someone a bit dark, a bit interesting. I love all I that. I mean, it's right now, I'm, I'd am i really love to play someone really reckless because that's not me yeah. and it's also not anything like what I've, I've played. Um, I, I, I play very... Oh, I'd love to see that. Or, or people, you know, are currently at the moment, there's a lot of, you know, people want me to play people that are contained or that are very together. And mm. I'd really, yeah, love to play like a troublemaker or someone that's just completely off the rails. And I think I want to sort of celebrate my youth while I still have it. And the parts that I play often, I think they give off an energy that's a lot older than I am. So, um, that, yeah, true. Yeah. yeah, I need to try and break out of that whilst I whilst I can. So that's I'm going to say that out loud to put it out to the universe. See what happens. Uh, excuse me, universe. Can I have a little piece of that? I'll do a little oh, meditation later. Yeah, for that send some, that going send some golden right. light into that. I'll speak to Thor. <laughs> have a word with I'll Thor, and then he Thor. can speak to the Marvel people. And if I now get a job with Marvel, 
You will, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, you'll get a job with Marvel. Whether you want it or not, I don't know. You'll get offered. And it will be something to do with me. I'll be connected somehow. Maybe, I don't know, I'll do a little theme tune to the Sean. Do that ever since strong. Milky Sean. Here she comes. Sean, she's ever so strong. Who's that in the sky? Flying like a meteorite. Oh my God. Is Sean bleeding Clifford? She's got fire coming out of her toe. She's ever so strong and ever such a hero. Sean's a hero. Sean's a wizard. Sean, she's eating jelly sweets. Sean. Stop that now, Milky. I've got a migraine. Well, Sean, I think we've kept you long <laughs> enough. You must have. This has been ever so strange for you, and I apologise. I don't know why it came out like the way it did. But at least we've had a bit of fun. Do you know what I mean? I don't know what Chris is going to make of this. He's got to edit it. It's like he's gone down memory lane with the Beatles. But we've got a nice bit of seriousness out of you as well. Oh, God. Oh, my God, we adore you. No, we love you. Well, Sean, you've got such a beautiful spirit and such a gorgeous nature. It flies out of everything you do. We love you. We want to see you soon. Come down my show at the Clapham Ground. I'll get sort you out a couple of ticks. I'll get you a nice little boo with a bit of... I'll get a nice little vegan spread in there for you. A couple of bits of hummus, something like that. Some a carrots. <laughs> hummus and a pita. couple of carrots, Milky. Put it on the list. Peel them. Make sure they're peeled. Gorgeous, babe. Love you. <laughs> Now, I wrote this song after something what happened to me in it and half knocked me for six, but I'll tell you what inspired one of my best songs, I think. What happened was one summer, I was playing a headline show down in Butlins in Minehead. They put me up in one of them beautiful gold star caravans. I don't know if you've ever been in one of them. Oh my God, it's like a luxury hotel. Trouser press, foots bar. They've even got a bleeding corner bath in a caravan. I couldn't believe my bleeding luck. The only problem is they put the caravan right next to the extractor fan of the Indian restaurant. People kept coming to me and saying, do you know what, Diane, you know, I've called the sun. I said, I ain't. I'm tea marinated. After about a week, we'd had a gorgeous time there. It was me last night. I was sat at the bar eating a lovely big bowl of scampi. And I thought, where's Ron? He disappeared about 20 minutes earlier to win me a bag puts out of the crane machine. When he came back empty-handed, I thought, do you know what? Something came right here. He said, don't look away, look at me. He said, there's a couple of shifty fellows out there and they keep looking at you and I don't like the look of them. I did a little side eye. I could see two fellows stood there, heads as big as melons, tiny little faces like two pea coins. They was giving me the right old evil. One of them, I looked at him and do you know what? I recognised him. I couldn't think of where, but I'd seen him before. The house band, Colin and the Knuckles, had just done a 20-minute rendition of Oxygen by Jean-Michel Jarre. And this little gorgeous girl from the talent contest was doing a little choreographed dance. She had a huge alien paper mache head. I'm surprised she could walk after. I tell you, that looked like it weighed a ton. All of a sudden, all the lights went out in the clubhouse. Everything went black. A gas filled the air and it mingled for a second with the cigarette smoke and the smell of sausage fat. I felt a grip of cold leather hands around my neck. The smell of Ron's high karate drifted further and further away and suddenly the cold air engulfed me, biting my neck like a little bleeding bugger. I got thrown into a van and the door slammed behind me. They put a dough over my head. As the van shot off, a little bit of wind came out. I weren't scared. I just hadn't digested the scampi. Well, the fellow in the van started to giggle. Do you know what? That set me off. We were sailing together. All of a sudden, we were on the road again. Then a minute, hearing a mighty clang. 
Ron's on the bleeding roof, punching a hole in it. The smell of his aftershave filled the place and I felt safe again. Ron pulled off my blindfold and as he held the fella up against the wall, he said, who'd you work for? Who'd you work for? The fella was ever so scared. I thought, you know what, I recognise you. I said, Ron, Ron, calm down, let him talk. And then all of a sudden it came to me. I knew where I recognised him from. He'd been a drug dealer in the bill the week before. All of a sudden he got the words out. I work for Jeremy Beadle. Oh my God, the whole thing was a bleeding start-up. We open the doors. There's 15 crew, all looking as absolutely bleeding terrified. Ron's got both his moves hanging out of his shirt. I'm sat there ripped to shreds. I didn't know where to bleeding look. That to rebuild the clubhouse in my head. Ron had gone absolutely mad like a bull in a giant shop. It was a disaster. It was the biggest lawsuit LWT's ever seen. That was the year they cancelled Jeremy Beadle. And there was again another time my gorgeous hero Ron Pallet saved me life. There was a time in Corfu, on the speedboat. He dived in. Luckily the killer whale didn't get me. The other time, on safari, in Chigawawa. When something came out of the water, I didn't see what it was because Ron jumped on it and killed it before it had a chance to breathe. My gorgeous boy Ron, you're my hero. And this song is about us two driving off in the sunset together like an action move. All Mills and Boone, all beautiful. Take my hand, babe, and we'll drive off the cliff together. Bye, my beautiful babes. Drop the cigarette out your mouth From the wall of fight so high That you form a silhouette And the siren screeched so loud As the police car cascades Into the window of a little chef They've been chasing us for hours You say you really need the snout So we stop for backy As the service station man Grabs you by the hand And says run for cover But we've got each other You wind your window down Mad kisses my lips Takes my breath away And the lights that pass us by Bring tears to my eyes This won't last forever As you pull down your shades You look to me and say Let's go Standing here on my 
This has been Chatting with Chorley, the cup pass. Written by me, Diane Chorley. The beautiful songs, that's written by me and the gorgeous Milky. The producer is Chris Jones. This is a hat trick cop past, and you are bleeding beautiful for listening. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.